الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد we are talking about the the manners of consoling somebody who had a loss somebody whose some relative died or they are bereaved and yesterday I mentioned some of those and the Sheikh mentions here some more Alhamdulillah, he mentions what Rasulullah said to Umm Salama anha on the death of her husband, Abu Salama. Abu Salama was also a very close friend of Rasulullah. So when he passed away, she, he, Nabi Salam went there, he closed his eyes and uh, he said the eyes are open because the eyes are looking at the soul as it is departing. So he says, shut the eyes. And then he made dua, he said, Oh Allah, forgive Abu Salama, elevate his status among the Salihin, among the guided people, and look after the family that he has left behind. And he, and he continued, he said, Oh our Rabb of the universe, forgive us and him. Comfort him in his grave and lighten his stay. So this is the dua that Rasulullah gave to Abu Salama. Then he advised Umm Salma anha, he said, you make dua that, O oh Allah, forgive my husband Abu Salama and give me better than what you had given me. So Umm Salma anha then said that I made the dua because the Rasulullah told me to make the dua, but I am thinking what is better than Abu Salama because Abu Salama, they were, this was, there were some of these couples among the Sahaba who were uh, like this one, Abu Salama and Umm Salama, also, uh, Jafar bin Abi Talib, anhu, the, the brother of Ali bin Abi Talib, anhu, and uh, his wife Asma. So these were, and others, they were a couple of these people who were legendary. Their, their love for each other was so well known and everyone, you know, talked about how these, this couple, how they loved each other. So Umm Salman and Abu Salma were like this. And so Umm Salman anhu, said, well, you know, Ravi Salman told me to make the dua, I made dua, but I'm thinking to myself, who is better than, nobody can be better than my husband. He was the best husband I, you know, I could ever have. And uh, then she received a marriage proposal from Abu Bakr Siddiq She refused. Then she got a proposal from Sayyidina Omar She refused. Then Rasulullah proposed marriage to her. So she said to him, Ya Rasulullah, I will accept your proposal. But before that, I must tell you, one is I am an old woman. She said, secondly, I have children. Thirdly, she said, I am jealous. So you have other wives, you know. So Rasulullah said, you are an old woman, I was. <laughs> she said, I'm also, you know. He didn't say old man, but he said, I'm also old. I mean, not, I'm not a young boy. Uh, he said, as far as your children are concerned, they are my children. You will look after them. And he said, I will make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should take away your jealousy. So Allah gave her better than what? He had, because obviously, I mean, the Rasulullah is better than what he had. Um, <coughs> so, um, then uh, we have some other, uh, alhamdulillah, stories. Uh, one of the Khattab, Radhelanu, uh, used to say, every day we are told that this person or that person has died. And one day it will be said that Omar has died, Radhelanu. 
Uh, and this is true. I, I say this all the time. You know, I am sitting here talking to you, but one day somebody will you will get a message from Zulfiqar or whoever is doing it tomorrow with Janaza of Mirza Yawarbek. And uh, Alhamdulillah, make dua for me, inshallah, that Allah forgives me. But this is there. This is true for, for all of us, right? Umar bin Abdul Aziz, radiallahu to say a person is not separated from Adam salam by a living father. He is indeed fast approaching death. Hassan uh, al-Basir, the, the great Tabi, he said, O oh, son of Adam, you are nothing but a mere collection of days. Whenever a day passes, a part of you passes away. Imam Shafir said, life is a collection of breaths. Number of breaths. Huh? So every time you breathe, it's one gone. One gone. We had the longest lifespan the day we were born. As soon as we were born, this was the longest lifespan. Then imagine like a like a stop stopwatch, you know, for for a race, you have a stopwatch. This stopwatch is running backwards. Uh, it's not running from something. When it comes to zero, gone. Finished. Huh? Done. Done. So everyone is in a state of in the state of dying. I remember in Hyderabad in my masjid, I once did a khutbah, I opened. <laughs> I actually created trouble for myself because I began my khutbah by saying I just received news that I am dying. <laughs> so everybody got very, just a, subhanAllah, what happened, what happened? I said, then I finished my khutbah, whatever. Then they refused to believe me. <laughs> I said, this is what happened? I said, nothing happened. This is, this is the truth because we are all dying, right? Every one of us is dying. And when I say I received the news, meaning I realized today that I am dying. They said, no, 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 something has happened to you. You, some, you know, maybe, maybe this is... A, so, <laughs> I said, nothing happened to me. See, if, if somebody, may Allah protect all of us, if somebody gives the news, or you have pancreatic cancer or something, you know, and you have got like one month to go or three months to go, then immediately we feel the sense of, oh my God, only three months. Rasulullah told us, when you make salam on the right side, don't even believe that you can complete the salam to the left side. Now, do we feel this? If the doctor says three months, the doctor is only estimating. The doctor does not know. He is not, he's not Allah. He does not know. He is estimating according to his knowledge. We, we, we are not you know, bad-talking doctors. We are just saying that according to whatever he knows, he is telling us something. But we have this belief. But the Rasul he is saying from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The question is how much do we really uh, believe this? Then some more uh, beautiful uh, quotes from the Salaf Salih. The great scholar Mansur Ibn Zazan, he said, Sorrow and sadness will increase rewards. Hassan Basir Rahatullah pointed out that this painful state will gradually pass away, but our sins will remain with us forever. Whatever is there. What, because the, the, the reality is, yesterday I was, I was talking to Brother Salim Sheikh, you know, Salim was Salim Bhai. He told me a beautiful thing. Zarimbai said, Life is about converting mal to amal. Because mal will end and amal will remain. Converting material into deeds, action. So beautiful. I mean, this is so true. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wa ma'indakum yanfadu. Wa ma'indalaibak. What is with you will finish, will perish, will, will, will be gone. But what is with Allah will remain. So the key thing is this transfer of wealth. How can I transfer what I have which is temporary, which will perish into a state where it will be safe? 
Safe with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns it to us, He will return it to us in His own way. Allah will not, Allah will not say, here are three bad salahs that you gave me, you, you, know, you, can, you can have three bad salahs back. No. With Allah, with Allah accepted it, khalas. this is the best of the best. So when we get it back, we get it back in the, uh, with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Finally, uh, two other things, sending flowers and reading Quran during funerals. Shaykh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghutta Rahmatullah, he says, at the death of a dear person, many people bring flowers and wreaths and after proceeding with the funeral, they take them to the home of the deceased. They buy the best flowers to show their deep sympathy and concern. To do this is forbidden. Whether presenting it at the funeral, accompanying the funeral with it, or bringing it to the house of the, of the deceased, all of this is not permissible in Islam. This is wasteful imitation of some non-Muslims uh, who, uh, who do this, which is an uh, unwholesome innovation. Bida, and you must not do this. And therefore, there is no reward in this. Another misguided innovation is having the car carrying the deceased. Uh, they have different cultures of different things. In, in India, they, they recite loudly. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Allah Akbar. They, they, they loudly, they will read it all the way. This is not, the zikr is in the heart. To shout it out in the street, this is not from the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They never did that. In some other places, they will have loudspeakers playing uh, nasheed, anashid, or reciting Quran or something. Uh, this is not the way of doing that. Finally, reading uh, Quran during a gathering of condolence. The Sheikh says it has become common among many Muslims for the family of the deceased to invite or hire a hafiz to recite Quran during a gathering for condolences. So they will have in our culture every after the third day. Now they call it ziyarat. So third day and then they will have a function on the 20th day. Then they will have a function on the 40th day. Then they will have a function on the annual you know, anniversary of this. All of this is not permissible if you do it believing it to be religion this is bidah this is haram this must not be done we make dua for the do it every single day make dua for the person who passed away not third day fourth day fifth day and what is the meaning of ziyara ziyara means to meet them so you sit there for third day and he comes then what will you do huh? <laughs> people have all these innovations uh, so it is very important so not to do all this right uh, however to read Quran and to uh, make dua, this is permissible, no problem. But don't make that into a custom, into a ritual. On the third day we do this, on the fourth day we do this, on the fifth day we do this. No, not all this. Get together, alhamdulillah. Uh, and then reciting Quran also, not loudly, everybody. Just individually you recite. After this you can make dua, inshallah. Because dua after something good, alhamdulillah, this is good. The dua after sadaqa, dua after salah. But even after, say for example, after salah, we in, in uh, India, Pakistan, we have, after every first salah, the imam will make dua loudly. And everybody says, Ameen. This is not from the sunnah. To make dua after first salah individually, this is sunnah, alhamdulillah, no problem. After first salah, first do the adhkar of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He did the adhkar, muakkada, which are very, very important. Finish the adhkar, then make your own personal dua, alhamdulillah, no problem. If there is a reason for something, somebody died, something good thing happened, bad thing happened, you can ask the Imam Sheikh, please make dua, so and so on. Then no problem, alhamdulillah, the Imam can make dua. But to make this into a habit after every, every salah, there should be dua. This is all jahalat, this is all misguidance. After Juma they do this. In Juma you are making dua in the khutbah. 
right before the second in the second khutbah you make dua then they will say after salah make dua again which dua we made dua already salatul janaza after salatul janaza they make dua salatul janaza is dua what is salatul janaza salatul janaza is intercession it is shafaat uh, lil uh, mayit which is the dua after this there is that itself is dua so this is very important for us to educate ourselves and educate our families and children and so on saying in the name of something good don't do something which is haram or which is makro or which is bad you you want allah to be pleased the best way to please allah is the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu there is nothing which is superior to the sunnah of the nabi alaihi salam right my fill of of zikr for example we have gathering of zikr alhamdulillah should we do zikr of course allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said fadakkir in zikr tanfal mu'minin very good zikr is good for us but you make this into a ritual every thursday we will sit we will turn off the lights we put on a green light now we have you know we make this zikr loudly allahu akbar la ilaha illallah la all of this is haram all of this is bid'ah all of this haram so you take a good thing which is zikr or durood or something and you convert it into something which is haram this is what shaitan does this is all from shaitan because shaitan cannot tell you or me to go and drink alcohol or go to the bar you will he knows you will not go so what to do trap you in something good so we are doing this thinking this is the ayn of ibad oh mashallah we feel so so nice and holy oh fantastic you know i did something good no brother you did something very bad so don't do that alhamdulillah by all means get together do zikr do dua but do it according to the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alhamdulillah this deen is clean and clear the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam explained everything clearly they did not leave any doubts he did not leave any fog he did not leave any misty cloudy thing clear deen alhamdulillah let us follow that and what we don't know if there is somebody to find out find out don't do anything without that and if there is someone who brings some new thing from somewhere no this is what is done in turkey that is what is done in pakistan this words uh, we don't follow turkey or pakistan we follow muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam faqat we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us on the straight path and to take us with him uh, to take us on the path when we are doing something which is pleasing to him and is pleased with us wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahmatullah